0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm
1: Katie. I'm Hannah. And, and this, this is, is One Kiss, Kiss, Kiss Means Forever. forever. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about all the wonderful things about your favorite made for TV movies and all of the really sad things about your favorite made for TV romances. The kinds that you would see on Hallmark Countdown to Christmas, Lifetime It's a Wonderful Lifetime, and Netflix Miss. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah. So I just
0: want to say, this is super exciting because we're using our brand new microphone today. Maybe you can tell. Maybe you can't. Maybe. We're trying to step up our game. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we've hit the podcasting
1: charts in Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) We have hit 1,000 downloads or 999. Well, the last time
0: I checked, it was 999 and all I could think was... Uh, there are 999 happy haunts, but there's always room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, I was it was a trivia thing of some kind that I was playing. God, I don't even know who I was playing with. Uh, but one of the questions was how many haunts are there? And I just went, 999. Like, of course there are. Like, <laughs> everybody knows this. And somebody looks like... Hannah felt was so sure, oh my god, like, what is happening? And I was like, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's yes, my I,
0: favorite ride at Disney. <laughs> I have been to Disney many times. Oh, you know what it, it was when I was in the car uh, with my brother and my father and my brother's girlfriend, and... <laughs> uh my brother was driving and I was in the front because the two of us get car sick really easily. so my dad was reading us trivia
1: questions oh my from the back. it's so cute. That's like ultimate road trip.
0: yeah it was a very road trippy kind of thing and and it was you know like I was like, it's 999 like doesn't everybody know that? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, uh no my brother
1: was probably like, this is why
0: they do so well at trivia all the time I don't no, it wasn't even that it was just like, Why do you know that? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I just do. (laughs) But you know what? Also, it's just making me think that that's a very appropriate intro-ish kind of thing to say for this movie that we're going to talk about today. Oh
1: my God, it is. (laughs) Because how many happy haunts are in this freaking house? (laughs) More than there should be. Because when you think of Christmas, you think of ghosts. Well, you do with, like, Christmas Carol. Yeah. And I suppose there are three in that. There are four. Four. If you count Jacob Marley. That's true. That's true. Or five if it's Muppet Christmas Carol. We're Marley and Marley. (laughs) Because it's Jacob and Bob Marley. Oh, I didn't realize his name was Bob. His name was Robert, and that's why they did it. (laughs) Because he would be Bob Marley. And this is why I love the Muppets. Oh, the Muppets are fantastic. Anyway, so what's our movie today, (laughs) Hannah?
0: (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about a movie um, that uh, came out in December of 2015. Um, uh, I have the exact date. It's December 18th of 2015 is when it aired on Lifetime. And it is called... The Spirit of Christmas. And before we go any further, I just need to tell everybody, this is on Netflix for when you're done and want to go watch it. Yay! <laughs> no, you don't need to go find it anywhere else. I watched it on Netflix.
1: <laughs> I think it's on Hulu, too. I think it's on
0: Hulu, too. And it's also on Hallmark Movies now. It is. Which doesn't make any sense because I looked it up. It's definitely a Lifetime movie. Anyway. anyway so the synopsis of this movie. Uh, let me read it to you. In a in a nice voice, <laughs> um, twelve days before Christmas, Kate is trying to close the sale of a historic inn, only to find Daniel, the ghost of a man who died a century ago, and he needs her help to unravel the mystery of his annual holiday haunting. And it stars Thomas Bowden. I think is how that's how I would say that. There's, it's sort of Frenchy looking. Baudouin. Yeah. And Jen Lily, who, you know, we love. Um, and also, another really dorky thing that I needed to point out, and this will mean nothing to anyone except for, like, the few family members of mine who might listen to this podcast, but it was filmed in Rentham, Massachusetts, and that's where my aunt and uncle used to live, and that's where I always think of them living, even though they don't currently live there. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a new and noteworthy, because it's not in Canada. That's true. It was not filmed in Canada. It was filmed in Rentham, Massachusetts, and I'm assuming in one house, because they never leave.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. It's very contained. It could be a play. (laughs) The Spirit of Christmas, the musical. (laughs) Oh my god, I would
0: totally go see Mm -hmm.
1: that. I'm a rum runner. (laughs) All right. Um. So Kate Jordan, played by Jen Lilly, is a lawyer in Boston, and I think we can assume an estate lawyer. Uh, since she's a workaholic, she is told to deal with the estate of a client, which includes the sale of an historic inn by the end of the year. If she does this, she'll get a promotion. The only issue is that all the appraisers sent to look at the inn have been scared off because it is haunted. Kate has decided that she's going to go out there herself to deal with these scaredy cat appraisers. Kate
0: arrives at the picturesque Holly Grove Inn to find another appraiser leaving in a panic. She speaks to the manager of the inn who is just closing up shop for the season. She learns that the inn is always closed between December 13th and Christmas due to tradition tradition <laughs> tradition uh kate has keys so she decides to stay even though the
1: inn is technically closed so kate wakes in the middle of the night to noises even though she is pretty sure she set the security alarm, she sees a man in the inn who tells her to leave. Um, she gets scared and knocks into a a robe which, which makes a vase fall on her head, and she gets knocked out. Um, but when she wakes up, she calls the sheriff. Uh, they do a back and forth where she'll call the sheriff, and the sheriff will come out to the inn and look around, and he's like, nobody's here, you silly little woman. And then he'll leave, and then the man will appear again, and then she'll call the sheriff, and it's just... A farce. Very much so. (laughs) Uh,
0: So the manager, who does have a name, but it's unimportant.
1: Um, I I think I wrote it it down. Yeah, because I kept calling him the manager, and I'm like, that's not, his name is Mr. Rafferty. Okay, so the manager, Mr. Rafferty,
0: comes back to the inn, concerned that Kate has encountered Daniel, the ghost. (laughs) So Daniel, who is played by Thomas Bowden is the man that Kate keeps seeing and calling the sheriff about and he keeps disappearing because, again, he's a ghost. He's a ghost. Um, So with the manager as a co-conspirator, Daniel explains that every December for 12 days, he becomes alive again. (laughs) Sort of. Yeah. But also, still also has ghost properties. He's a flesh ghost. He's a flesh ghost. Yeah, rules of uh, the supernatural in this movie are uh, not well defined. No. Not <laughs> um, at all. So he doesn't know why he this happens to him every December. Um, he doesn't know how he died. He just knows that it's been happening for the past 95 years.
1: Right. <clears throat> So, um, once Daniel has convinced Kate that he really is a ghost and that he can't leave the inn's premises, he disappears if he tries, uh, Kate decides that the best thing to do is to figure out how Daniel died and what is keeping him there so he can move into the light and stop haunting the inn and in doing so, let her sell it. Uh, They quickly discover that Daniel was murdered on Christmas Eve. Murdered! Murdered. yes. (laughs) He was murdered on Christmas Eve in the woods just past the inn. Um, so what happened was he owned the inn with his brother and uh, and was also engaged to this woman named Lily. And he was returning home from a run, rum-running trip to Montreal. Uh, it was a prohibition at the time in the United States. Um, and the woman he was engaged to, Lily, didn't like what he was doing and she asked him to stop. Uh, so uh, so w- upon his return, Daniel is convinced that Lily and his brother were having an affair because when he returns... He sees them in an, an embrace and then he gets hit on the head and he dies. Yes. <laughs> from, from behind, so he can't... Uh, yes, yeah, so he doesn't know who he, killed him. Right, And he
0: also does know that they get married after his death. Right. He's told that they got married. So, that's all his information. So, Keaton and Daniel are getting closer as they look into his death. Daniel is opening up and sort of rejoining the land of the living. Um, and So when the local pub's pipes burst and like they can't use the pub, Daniel agrees to have the annual Christmas Eve party at the inn, even though he has never let anybody in the inn at all, period, while he's there before, because he's been having solitary Christmas. (laughs) But you know, now he's like, oh, right, life, it was a good thing. We liked it. Is it a wonderful life? I just want everybody can hear my cat scratching and destroying my furniture in the background. Yeah. Enjoy that. Um, so he's, the, the the problem is, though, ghostly things are still happening at the end. And Kate is just like, Daniel, stop trying to scare me. And Daniel's like, I'm not. It's not me. There's got to be a second ghost.
1: There are two ghosts. <laughs> If you thought one ghost was too much, we have two. But actually, (laughs) anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Katie. Um, so, uh... Kate is ordered back to Boston by her boss and since she hasn't been able to get the building appraised. Um, so when she does leave, she promises to be back before Christmas to see Daniel again and to attend the Christmas Eve party. Um, they are very sad to leave each other, for sure. So uh, Daniel gives her his pocket watch to remember him by, stating that his watch has not opened since he died. Uh while she is away, she's able to prove that the marriage between Lily and Daniel's brother uh was just for show uh because apparently Lily had been pregnant at the time of Daniel's death. So it was clear that Charlie married her to kind of make it uh acceptable. Yeah, he he made an honest woman.
0: Yeah. Of her for her sake. Yes. Um um so when Kate yeah. returns to the inn, Daniel is thrilled to see her. He wasn't sure he was going to. I'm getting, like, the Beauty and the Beast vibes. Like, oh, you came back. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: of and course he, I... I came back.
0: <laughs> uh, so they both get dressed for the party. And Kate, uh, he, she's in this, like, I don't know how to love mindset, she realizes that she does actually love Daniel and wants him however she can have him, and she surprises him with his watch, which uh, does open now. Um, I'm not sure why. It just does, uh, so I guess we're supposed to think cause love? <laughs> I don't know. And she, like, she she
1: attack kisses him. <laughs> She's like, come here. Yeah, he's, he's a bit suppressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, during this party, Daniel sees Lily. That's right, his dead girlfriend person. He sees Lily. So ghost number 3 or phantasm. Or 2. We at this point we don't know that it wasn't her. Oh, that's true. Okay. So he sees Lily ghost. Ghost Lily. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me think of Harry Potter. <laughs> Uh, So he is able to put together that Lily was waiting for him at the same party in 1920 when he was coming home from his rum running, um, and he had been gone for 12 days. Da-da-da! I know. But she never lost faith that he would arrive by Christmas. He also realizes that the person who killed him was his cousin, as they were rum running together for some big cheese, but Daniel had decided to quit. Uh, the cousin's family had been threatened and murdering Daniel was the only way to protect them. So, like, murder for the right reasons, maybe? Uh, but Kinda, sorta. Daniel finds that the second ghost, meaning now there's three ghosts, was his cousin's ghost and that was the one that was being all spookified. Um, but they talk and Daniel forgives him for killing him. <laughs> so he goes into the light. <laughs> So at the stroke of
0: midnight, Daniel wishes for Kate to know what, uh, to know that she has experienced true love and she's truly loved and she has given true love. um, And he doesn't say it's him, but I mean, it's implied. We know that. Um, And they kiss and... I, I'm a little bit worried about Kate because she <laughs> might fall asleep mid-kiss.
1: She does. He, they kiss in this passionate embrace, and all of a sudden, she's like, Me. <laughs> and faints in his arms. And he's like, "Go to bed, baby girl." <laughs> well,
0: it's it's really a, yeah, like well, because they're kissing, and then he's she's asleep. Yeah, like there's it it is a cut. Like you don't see them her faint, but like. It had to be instantaneous. She
1: goes limp in his arms in the kiss. Like <laughs> literally, yeah. Like oh. he's like kissing her and you see her face and he's just like kiss and then she's like bleh. and then he puts her to bed. Because I think it was like at the stroke of midnight she yeah. goes to sleep because uh, Yeah, it's bizarre. She's under a
0: bizarre spell. So Daniel uh is free to leave with Lily now that like his unfinished business is taken care of, I mm. guess, or whatever. Um but he's torn because like he did love lily but now he loves kate and he's like ah, i have to choose uh and he he doesn't want to be a ghost he doesn't want to be haunting he just doesn't want to leave her so lily tells him that it's his choice and she goes into the light then we're left wondering what his
1: choice is because we have a cut but we just know oh, no more ghosts bye-bye all the ghosts have all, gone all the ghosts away. go away bye-bye ghosts um, so Kate wakes the next morning to find out that the manager and his new lady friend, uh, the woman who owns the pub, they've gotten close, um, turns out that the lady from the pub have bought the inn. So they, they decided uh, that's where it's going to go. They don't need to sell it because they're buying it.
0: Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they do sell it. It's just they don't, there's no work to be done, really. Right.
1: It's a, it's an easy fix. <laughs> Which it's never scary. happens. <laughs> <laughs> pay the rent uh, anyway <laughs> she is then pulled outside by some feeling she gets like a tingle in the back of her neck or something she's like wait i must go outside in the snow and for some reason i have to run <laughs> and she sees something through the trees and it is daniel who looks like he's coming back from that rum running trip 95 years ago but this time he's running up to her and he is truly alive so she runs to him and they kiss and since one or at this point three kisses mean forever we know that they're going to be together till death and potentially after (laughs) (laughs) the end the end (laughs) so um Mm. so that was that movie Um, we have a, I feel like I have a lot to say. I want to make it clear that this was my choice to do this movie. Uh, We decided to to do some throwback movies and I just look at Hannah and I go, can we do The Spirit of Christmas? (laughs) Which we'd both seen before. Yes. Well, that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it because in my mind it's classic because... So I'm gonna tell you a story. Um, <laughs> so there was this one Christmas I was having kind of a hard time, and all there was this one day that all I wanted to do was watch crappy Christmas movies, and I had these like uh, coloring Christmas postcards or Christmas cards or something. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna just color, and I'm gonna watch shitty Christmas movies. And I didn't have any cable at the time, and so I was I was just stuck with all the ones that were on Netflix. And so I went through like Christmas in the City and Merry Christmas. <laughs> one and two God, I um, love Merry Christmas <laughs> they're so bad they're great we might have to do those um, but then another one was Spirit of Christmas and it was this really interesting like day because I was like texting with my mom and she was just like I just finished watching Spirit of Christmas and I went I'm literally watching that one right now so I have like this magical part of it being in my history so that's why sure. I wanted to do it <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh <laughs> uh, my goodness! All right, I I did have a lot
0: of notes on this movie. Me too. Um, and a lot of them I thought in like like my thought reminded me of like movie lines or something like that. Yeah. Like I I had one one that I really enjoyed, which was she's scared, and she's heard about the ghosts. She doesn't quite believe them, but she's hearing the noises, and. Her solution is to get her nail file, and all I could think is, this nail file will protect me from ghosts,
1: (laughs) (laughs) as the tattoo will protect me from harm. (laughs) I had a line from this movie that Mm. I really thought was hilarious, and I want to share it. Um, So when once they have identified that there are in fact two ghosts, because Lily is not really a ghost at this particular point yeah. um she doesn't do any haunting um so the manager and uh kate and uh, daniel are like in the kitchen and she and kate goes yes two ghosts one unidentified one making pancakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he eats like a year's worth of food in, the, in 12 days or whatever he does but man does he not <sighs> show it that's no. one of the things I wanted to talk about yeah. with um, how this was obviously not a Hallmark movie. Yeah, o- it's obviously a
0: Lifetime movie. Yes, and why Anna? Uh, she walks in on him shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is true sex potential happening.
1: Oh yeah, it. I it, <laughs> I literally wrote yummo. <laughs> yeah, he is a very good looking man. I kept calling him. What did I say? So first I called him Hottie Mc Nineteenth Century. <laughs> Pretty von Pocket Watch. Oh yeah, I think I called him um, Handsome von History. <laughs> no, sexy, sexy scent waistcoat. <laughs> all right. Um, so there were a couple of
0: like thoughts I had while watching this movie before we get to Hallmark Armor's and stuff. So uh, first of all, there's a lot of head injuries in this movie. <laughs>
1: How many were there? I mean, two, but th- that's a lot. That is a lot of head injuries,
0: especially at Christmas. Also, the names were kind of odd to me. It's Like, his name is Daniel. That's pretty standard. But at the beginning of the movie, she's dating a Laird. I did not catch that. <laughs> I was just so like, wait, his name is Laird? Laird.
1: What? <laughs> but maybe he's layered like an onion. <laughs>
0: Or an ogre, um, and I also wanted to call out. There's one point where she's reading in bed that first night at the inn before she knows there are ghosts, and she is reading in bed, and she, her acting is literally like her head is drooping forward, and then she's waking up and then drooping forward, and I was just, and then she falls asleep like droop, like droop forward, and I was just like, I'm sorry. This this is also part of why I'm a little worried about her. She falls asleep in the weirdest places in the weirdest positions. This is an adult. This is not a <laughs> toddler. Like this is a she's doing toddlery things. Maybe
1: she's narcoleptic.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I am a little worried about her. The spirit of narcolepsy. <laughs> um poor Kate. And then also when he, when she first meets uh, Daniel, he's like, go away, go away, go away. And he, she, like, gets out of bed and is like, what's happening? And then he picks her up and puts her outside. And I realized she was wearing boots. <laughs> and I was
1: like, did she sleep in those? I'm confused. That is a good point. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that.
0: That's hilarious.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, and there, uh, the other thing was... Uh, at one, when Daniel, like, figures out how he died and, like, what happened, he's, like, almost transported back in time to, like, watch what you, what happened. Yeah. You would think they would be his memories or something, but it's just, he, like, he can go inside. <laughs>
1: he, can, <laughs> he's, like, he was not privy to anything that he went and saw. <laughs> Do you know what I uh, thought of when I was watching it? That he had gone into a pen pensieve <laughs> and was seeing somebody else's memories. This movie is Harry Potter, okay. but it just has to be. <sighs> anyway, so. Oh, one thing that I kind of, before we get into the Hallmark Hallmarks. Um, so, <laughs> uh, the, the thing that I really thought was the funniest part of this whole movie is how the people who are supposed to be from a different time spoke. Mm -hmm. Um, so (laughs) Lily is you know from the 1920s or whatever and she but she has a very modern affectation to her speech her last line when when Daniel's wondering if he should go with her she just looks at him and goes my love the choice is yours to make (laughs) and goes through (laughs) and I'm like that sounds very 1920s You don't think they talked like that in 1920? Like Valley Girls? I no, <laughs> sure don't. Um, but the way that they kind of made up for it, and this is sort of true, especially for, for Daniel, who also has a very modern yeah. look. He has a very modern way of speaking. But they gave him a lot of vocabulary words. <laughs> that, like, that. that's, you know, people just used bigger words or different words. Yeah. They spoke differently. Um, but... It almost seemed like that episode of Friends where Joey discovers the thesaurus. <laughs> so he just goes and makes words like bigger words, and it doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> like, Let's make him sound more old-timey by giving him a dictionary. <laughs> okay. So Hallmark Hallmarks. Hallmark Hallmarks. I can see that you have a lot more than my, me, so I'm okay. going to just go... Go through yours. Yeah. Um... So uh, a Hallmark Hallmark that we have a lot of times is, but that's in three weeks. they are like, this is due until by New Year's or by Christmas, but that's in three weeks or some kind yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens a lot. We have decorating a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this. We might have mentioned it. But I have noticed that most women in these movies have a signature necklace that they wear yeah. all the time. I know we we talked about that when Love struck cafe that she had a necklace that looked very juvenile. Yeah, um, but I do notice that a lot of the times they have like one necklace that they that they wear, wear. all the time. So yeah. I'm making that a hallmark hallmark. Okay. Um so
0: I had there's a holiday deadline. Yeah. Um you know she has to get this done by the end of the year but also by Christmas. Right. <laughs> Um,
1: the end of the year, Miss.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she's too obsessed with her job, and she has no time for love, and she or she, taking a break from love. Doesn't, you know,
1: doesn't believe she's doesn't bad at it.
0: love. Yeah, she's bad at love. Um, if she does this job thing, she will get a promotion. Yeah, it's all hinging on this one thing. If she fails, no promotion. If she doesn't fail, promotion. Um, they. She's immediately drawn to, like, the picture of him, like, almost like an instant attraction of, or, like, fascination. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's sort of like a beeline to the picture.
1: Who is that? Yeah.
0: Which, fair, but also, like, that seems to happen of, like, the person like, goes like, oh, who's that? You know, yeah. in the picture. Um, there is sort of unnecessary antagonism, at least on his end. He is curmudgeonly. He's an angry ghost. Angry ghost. He's... Mm-hmm. Me Get alone. off my lawn. Yeah. He's a little that. <laughs> um, there's also one we haven't talked about but happens a lot, actually, is the older people, uh, like parents or, in this case, in-owners uh, or managers... Falling in love simultaneously is a secondary story. Yeah, <laughs> like, but specifically an older couple.
1: Yeah, that does happen. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. So, yeah, great. So those are
0: mine. Good job. Pretty parade. Uh, so I have one pretty and one anti. Okay. Um. All right. So my pretty parade. She is, uh, towards the end of the movie. Actually, at the end of the movie, um, when she's like, outside without a coat on, um, but also, like, before that, too, she has this maroon cowl neck sweater mm. that I just thought was so, looked great on her. I want this sweater. I've gotten really into sweaters. Like, I, that's all I want to wear is sweaters right now. So, well, I was just sort of like... It's sweater weather. Yeah. But also, like, it's not, like, I'm currently wearing, like, a cardigan, and it's not what I want. I want, like, a sweater as a shirt. Sweater that this was like a tunic sweater. That's
1: impossible to do sometimes. I feel in New York with radiators because you go into any place and you're like, it's too fucking hot. I know it's hard, but
0: that's like that's that is the aesthetic that I want to be wearing personally right now. So, uh, I really liked that one. Nice. My anti pretty braid, Thomas Bowden is supremely attractive, but in order to make him quote
1: unquote old timey, they gave him a haircut. (laughs) I Hate it. <laughs> it looked like they were trying to do like a finger wave. I if, don't if know what was were happening made from giants. Like it was, <laughs> it was
0: like almost like a buzz cut too high. Yeah. Oh. And then really long. Yeah. I, it, no, just like it was. It was not good. I mean, it, it didn't make him not attractive, but no, he's just a beautiful man. But it, it didn't help.
1: Yeah. I like to, when I look at his last name, it makes me think, like, Thomas B. Doin. <laughs> mm. He's cute. Um, my only pretty parade was the house. The Hollygrove Inn mm. was really, really, really pretty. Um, they had uh, nice stained glass windows. They did. I don't remember the chandelier, but I think there was one in, like, the main area. I loved the bar scene, um, the the party that they have when the pub bursts uh they have uh um, he comes back to do he's he, he decides that he's gonna be a bartender and he's just like i don't trust any drinks that i don't make yeah because i'm the bartender so i i just thought that was like the cutest thing <laughs> um new and noteworthy Why don't you go? Okay. Um, So my new and noteworthy was that it is very definite that they filmed in the wintertime. And that doesn't usually happen. And the reason, the way you can tell, is it looks like real snow. (laughs) You can see their breath when they're outside. And the trees do not have leaves. So um, that's really hard to (laughs) fake. Unless they go to a place where the trees never have leaves. (laughs) They're they have all kinds of trees in Rentham, Massachusetts. <laughs> Yay! I, I did not look at the location. So you, you cleared that up for me. Yep. But um, so yeah, that de- that definitely um, works. But my other new and noteworthy is <laughs> so stupid. And I think you're going to make a fun of me. Mm-hmm. But we've seen this a couple of times. So they're having like tea or coffee. Mm-hmm. And the mugs are steaming. Which Makes you think that there might be something in it, but they never drink out of them, so they might be empty. <laughs> um, so I, I've actually there was a movie I can't remember if it was, I think it was A Brush with Love, um, where they when they yeah. get they get to go coffee and there's it's they're obviously empty because you know we yeah. now know what that looks like, but they were still steaming and we're like, how does that work? How does that work? <laughs> um <laughs> So that was what was happening here, but I made it new and noteworthy because I think they might have actually had mm-hmm. something in it, um, nice. and that is quite noteworthy. Yes, yes. Uh, so
0: I also had two. Um, the first one, and I'm really surprised by this one, to be honest. The leading man cried emotional tears in this movie. Aww. Which, like, you don't see that often. Just, like, it's, it's not manly enough, uh, I guess, and... It was really nice to see. Yeah. I, I feel like, like he show emotion. he he was, I forget what he was so upset about, but it was, it had something to do with his life when he was alive and what happened. He was very sad and it was like, yeah, and she had to, she had to comfort him. Um, I'd like to comfort him too. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that I thought was um, pretty new and noteworthy is... The other woman in this scenario, so Lily, we don't dislike her. We don't, we're not rooting, like, against her. So when when he has to choose between Lily and Kate, I was legitimately like, I don't know. Like, obviously I know I want him to go with Kate, but I wouldn't be disappointed if he picked Lily either. Right. So it, it was just like, I
1: genuinely feel for both of them. One thing I did kind of want to talk about, and I hadn't, was I think more than it being a love interest, one thing that the, the way that they sort of paint Lily is more of an angel rather than a ghost because he keep at the end he realizes that it's not a curse that he's under that gets him alive. He calls it a miracle. Yeah. He calls it Lily's miracle because she gave him a chance to like become a better person, because he was kind of like, I'm a rum runner, and I'm doing bad things, and this, that, and the other, even though they were for good reasons, but through his love for Kate, he can figure out what, like, being a forgiving and noble man is, and whatever, and so, um, I think that's one of the reasons why we can feel okay about Lily. Yeah. Uh, I have no across
0: the universe. I have no across the universe, and no supporting shout out. Everybody sucked. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was not the best acting in this movie at all. No.
1: Uh-uh. Not at the best. not at the best supporting. So I'm not going to give anybody a shout no. out. I mean, Molly the bartender was cool, but she I mean, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. What else? So then we're up
0: to kiss meter. Okay. There were three kisses. I did rate them all. I did too. Yes.
1: Okay. We're so good at this game, <laughs> Kitty. <Katie.
0: laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's do kiss number one. This is the... the Attack kiss. Yes. I said it was a seven. Like, he wasn't expecting it, or supposed to be expecting it. I suppose the actor probably was. But, so so he wasn't really participating in it that well. Um, meh, meh. Like, they're both very pretty people and I could watch them kiss, but also...
1: I gave it an eight, okay, because I thought the lead up to it was really, really great, and I agree with his participation points. But then I also had to remember that he hasn't been kissed in ninety five years, so mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of sweet the way that he was sort of shocked at not participating in it mm-hmm. because it was a very, like, new experience mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. So, kiss number two. Mm-hmm. This is the one uh,
0: where she falls asleep mid kiss. <laughs> so I, I gave it a nine. Which I know is shocking. I thought this was a really great kiss. It was a
1: really great kiss
0: until they started to like overlay shit on it, like, like oh. film stuff, like memory. I, I, like. No, you're right. When it was just the two of them kissing on camera, it was great. And then they like the filmmakers ruined it. Well, I said <laughs> it
1: would have been a ten, but then she faints. <laughs> well, there's that part too. <laughs> So I think we're in agreement that it would have been, like, amazing, but they were <laughs> extenuating circumstances. And because number three. I said an eight. Really? I
0: did. I thought it was just, like, just solid,
1: like, man, they did a good job. But you clearly you didn't like it. No, I gave it a ten. Oh. Okay. I was surprised because, like, I... I mean I know I don't know if we've ever really given a ten on the podcast before no, we've we ha- talked about our ten. Yeah. Because we have the same ten. Yeah. Because it is really good. We need to do that as a podcast sometime, but not yet. <laughs> not for a while. Um so I now I can't even remember why, but I just I they're both really pretty people and they both seem to be really good kissers on screen. I agree with that. Um so I, I have some parameters for tens, I think, mm-hmm. of is the filming has to be fine. And mm-hmm. I could see both of their faces mm-hmm. and both of their lips. Both mm-hmm. of their lips have to be, like, participating. Because <laughs> I have been seeing so many lately where one person seems to be a good kisser and the other person's very, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost as if they're like, if my partner sees me kissing you back, they will be very upset, even though it's my career. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this is my job. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I gave it. I gave it a 10. But mm-hmm. maybe I was just in a spirit, the spirit of Christmas mood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, Katie, would you watch this movie? Ah, uh, yes, I would. Considering I asked to watch it again. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, it is not great. One thing I really love about this movie, though, it is it is pure fun. I like that there's a mystery. I like that it's a fun house. I think the thought of like a fun, sexy ghost is really fun and sexy. Um, it's cute. It's low risk. It's not overly like bonkers. I mean, okay. So if you suspend sp- suspend your disbelief and just get on the whole ghost train. <laughs> ghost train.
0: Ghost train.
1: <laughs> 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 then and then like I think it's I think it's fun. Um it doesn't try to cram too much too much in it. It's pretty linear.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also said well, we've watched it twice, so there's that
1: recommendation.
0: <laughs> I think this is a fun one. This is a
1: an enjoyable hour and a half. Yeah, and if and if anything, if nothing else, just for that ten seconds that Thomas Bedouin is having his shirt off, and that's Ugh. just yummy. Uh-huh. Plus, he's ironing while he does it, and so Which he's like all like, flexy. And yeah,
0: but also mm. there's something really sexy about me housework yeah. even if it's just ironing his own shirt
1: that's true <laughs> <gasps> all right friends oh. well that is the spirit of christmas i hope that you're we hope that you're enjoying um all of the christmas programming on all of those made for tv romance networks and yeah. outlets because mm-hmm. there's plenty of them there are
0: um i'm having a great time oh my god there's so many I'm, it's the best so good so, so much good. Fun. Um, but just make sure that you're, uh, following us on Twitter cause we're, when we don't do a podcast, we often are live tweeting those.
1: Yes. So, We're live um, tweeting some really fun ones. Yeah. We've, we've done, we've done some really fun ones. Well, Hallmark Channel seems to like us a lot. <laughs> so that is one thing. Yeah. That I'm owning as a badge of honor. Yeah. So you should follow us on Twitter at one kiss
0: means forever where the one and the four are numerical. Mm-hmm.
1: And that is the same for Instagram as and Facebook as well. Yes. Uh, and then you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com and that is all the words spelled out like normal. Yeah. Um, and rate and review us on uh, your podcasting
0: platform of choice. Yes. Um, and thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Spotify or SoundCloud. And
1: We see you in the week. Yay. Bye. Pidge, go away. I love you. Go away. Did you say scaredy cat? Here I am. Yeah, except he's not a scaredy cat. Not really. He's a he's an inquisitive cat.